Hello, and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. And I'm Melinda. And this is your favorite travel podcast. Apparently, the car outside agrees because they honked in agreement. I love that there's always honking. (laughs) That's her new thing now. (laughs) I live on a dead-end street. I don't know who there is to honk at out there. They're angry that the road does not continue on, and they can't properly drive into the sunset. What the beep? That's what they're saying. Ah, dead end. I mean, theoretically, they could drive into a garage, but I don't know if that would bring them any more happiness. Who knows? So let's dive right in. What is your cocktail of the week? Um, I'm a little prepared. I have, is it supposed to be Rebel? R-E-B-B-L? I guess. It's a matcha latte with uh, whole leaf green tea and coconut milk. So. How is it? Um, it's okay. It feels watered down than what I would like it to be. That makes sense. But it's not bad. I want to love it more, but I don't. So that's a little disappointing. But I followed through. I got my matcha like I wanted that I was talking about last week. So I tried. (laughs) See, there you go. I, on the other hand, have been mainlining hot lemon water with honey because my voice is all screwed up all kinds of ways. But I've decided that for tonight, it's just going to be water because one, I'm too lazy to make it at home. Like hot lemon water is great at work where they have all of those things already out. But uh, I don't have lemons. I don't have a knife that's clean. So water, Mm, water. It takes like 30 seconds to wash a knife. Yeah, but also I don't have lemons. It's not that hard to make it's not hard to make but i've also had like 18 glasses of it today i'm a little lemoned out so yeah as you may tell from the sound of my voice a little bit sick again i don't know why this is like the year i must get sick every other month but it is and it is not enjoyable because you're diseased yeah i guess so just straight up diseased got the plague cool when i come home for christmas can i give you the plague oh no no no! i'm staying away or lysoling you down one of the two will happen i once had a coworker lysol me and i was like i have asthma you idiot I had a huge asthma attack and he's like well i didn't know you were serious who jokes about having asthma? That's not a thing. Dude, I'm pretty sure Piggy was totally joking about how he had asthma in Lord of the Flies. <laughs> he made that up. What was the phrase they always say in that book? Sucks for your asthma. I don't know what it was, but it's like something about as- it was asthma. That's what I yeah. call it now. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I learned is that Piggy had asthma. And whoever has the conch gets to speak. That book is awful. That book is awful. Yes, it is. If we do an episode on travel-related media, let's leave that one off of it. Oh, no. We need to talk about it because here's the thing. If you have to read that book for your English class and then you have sociology class what the hell did i take i don't know i think it was sociology class where they're like hey read one of these books and do a report and lord of the flies is on there and you've already read it you're gonna do that one but so it's fucking everybody else in your class and then you have to hear everybody talk about the same damn thing like 10 times when i read that book and then you set the book on fire that's a healthy way of dealing with things if you don't like it set it on fire Mm -hmm. oh i think we have an episode title just certain things when in doubt fired up Uh, When I was in seventh grade, we had to read Lord of the Flies, or we had to read a book from a list and then give a dramatic monologue, but it couldn't have been something from the book. We had to make it up ourselves. And so I I gave a really dramatic monologue from the point of view of Piggy, and 
talking about how he thinks he's going to be murdered. Bitches be crazy. They smashed me with boulders. <laughs> I have asthma. The end. Yeah, pretty much. It had to be five minutes, but it was essentially that on a loop. How did they end up there? I think they were on like a school trip and their plane crashed or something. That's, I was hoping it was going to be a cruise or something and a shipwreck, but. <laughs> it might have been. Honestly, I think they just kind of glaze over it. Like we're on the island. Don't worry about how we got here. Oh my God. It's, it's the original Lost. <laughs> Poor Piggy. So anyway, that was my update for the week. I am clearly very sick. Melinda, what is your update? Um, so starting this past trip, I started searching the Webernets for better sunglasses that would be a little bit more durable and travel friendly, mm-hmm. but not an arm and a leg. So I found some and I ordered them, not sponsored by them, but, um, you know, check us out if, if you want to have us talk about you. But I ordered sunglasses from online and they're, um, they are from Humps. I don't know. I, I started getting ads. So, um. Um, they're humps optics and what's also cool about them is that they're not super expensive they're really light and they're polarized and uv all that good stuff but they also do a one-for-one thing so for every pair of sunglasses that you get they donate reading glasses to someone in need oh that's cool yeah so i'm like okay it's a good price they do some good for the world and um i think i've had them for like a week and so far i like them and then they'll come with me on vacation the quick trip next but yeah i'm liking them so far polarized sunglasses are nice well it was funny because on vacation anywhere there were sunglasses we just kind of stopped for a second to check them out and you we were talking about wanting to find indestructible sunglasses and next thing i knew all of my facebook ads were for indestructible sunglasses and humps was one of them and i i know how that works i know that it has to do with your shadow profile and things that your friends are interested in they advertise to you as well but it still felt kind of eerie. It's like, oh, how did you know? Because you two are looking at sunglasses. It's spying on you. Well, the same thing happened after you showed me that um, star map that you have in your house. And shortly thereafter, even though like we had talked about this on Skype, not via text or via Facebook or anything. Next thing I knew, they were showing up in my Facebook ads. Well, see, and that's one of the things is like, did I start seeing those ads because he was looking at them to buy? Or (laughs) was I just seeing those ads because Mike and I had a friend that liked the company? So that's why it popped up. But it's one of those like, thinking back, it's like, hmm. The chicken or the egg. What came first? Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts. Yeah, Facebook, kind of creepy. It is creepy. I don't... I don't like it. But then again, most of my ads make no sense for me whatsoever. I'm still getting ads for silk lined caps for women with coarse hair. Like, guys, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm not. I th- I've got white girl hair. I think you hair. should try it and see, you know, like silk or satin pillowcases. That makes a big difference. This could be a thing for you. Yeah, it heard, might help. I've heard that, but the ads are very clearly not targeted towards uh, someone as white as I am. And for those of you who don't know us and don't know what I look like, let me tell you, I'm very, very, very white. Like, so white, I'm pink. Ooh, we should post the picture of us being very pasty and pale outside by the Little Mermaid statue. Is there a picture of us there? Yeah, remember? Ein, zwei, drei, photo? Sure. Don't you like each other? <laughs> I know that there's a picture of wow. us with the cat statue. No, there is not. Yes, there is. The tiger? Oh, I thought you meant the little Malmo cat. No, the big Oslo cat. Yeah, that was Oslo. Yep. I forgot about that one. But no, there's one of us, the Little Mermaid. So how do you like the sunglasses so far? Are they that amazing? Uh, I've already said that they've been going really well. Also, 
because I'm Asian, I have a hard time finding... Part of the reason why I was like, ooh, buying things online for sunglasses, low nose bridge. Things don't like to stay off my face so well. But these are actually doing really good. They stay, they're pretty awesome. And I got the lenses, like the lens colors I wanted. You wanted blue, right? Pretty happy. Yeah, the blue and green mirror. I don't know, something about it I like. Cool. But yeah, I sun protection kids. It's a little bit of a gamble buying it online and not being able to try them see if they stay on but it's it's working out their ability is yet to be seen because you know still kind of new but i have hope for them they're like double hinged too so they can kind of flex out and be okay Mm -hmm. i don't know seems like a smart stuff so i'm excited for them cool update us if i guess anything happens update us let us know how you feel later please talk to me (laughs) please be my friend yeah so i'm excited i mean like worst case scenario i have good sunglasses and somebody else got a pair of glasses out of it so it's all good side note my drink is a certified b corp cool what's the company rebel oh that's right sorry there was something else that i bought that was like a certified b corp and i'm like look at me (laughs) just just a little proud of myself congratulations just doing my part trying to help try to help the world in ways that i can uh anyways uh i think it's time for the news it's always time for the news we should have like a breaking news beep 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 beep. why add it in when i have you to make weird noises this is true so today's news story is there's a new theory in the never-ending search for the loch ness monster a really big eel (laughs) Which is literally the headline uh, from NBC News. So, which is interesting because the story comes from London. But like the first line in the article says, the Loch Ness Monster is no monster, but if it's any consolation, it may be a big eel. Oh. Which seems very disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's as much fun as the whale penis theory. This makes me feel way better than the (laughs) whale (laughs) penis theory. But um, an international group of scientists have compiled the genetic profiles of the living creatures in Scotland's mysterious Loch and they haven't found any evidence of, you know, a monster. And um, the head professor, Neil Gimmel from New Zealand, um, he said that a lot of the, they got around 250 samples of water and like the environmental DNA or genetic materials that's been shed. So I'm going to guess that they kind of like skimmed the bottom of the the lock and they've been collecting this for the past year they put it in a giant database to see if it matched with anything of known species and they found a lot of eel dna Mm. so there's a lot of eels there apparently which eels can get pretty big they can get about like four to six feet in length everything for nessie sounds like it's been way bigger than that but you know tall tales and whatnot but there's been no evidence of um of reptile nothing that supports the um the theories that that it was a catfish or a sturgeon they're thinking it might have been neil they still kind of have hope that it might be a monster and maybe they just didn't find it so that's kind of fun they're playing into (laughs) the the tale of nessie but yeah who knew Loch Ness monster could have been neil well if you happen to be going on vacation in scotland maybe go check out the lake see if you can find nessie or maybe just find a really big eel. Yeah, but it could still be a monster. They left that hope in there in that article for us. Hmm. If you want to believe it's a monster, go ahead and believe it's a monster. I'm still going to laugh and pretend that it's a whale penis. But they didn't have evidence of whales living there. 
Don't care. Whale penises. No whale, just a penis. I mean, who's to say that someone didn't just dump a whale penis in a lock? Who knows? Because that's really weird. People have done First of all, why'd you have it? Where'd it come from? And why'd you dump it there? Wouldn't they find genetic material of like the wasted away whale penis? Not necessarily. It's not as if they took every single DNA sample from the bottom of the lake. No, I mean, you get what you get when you're doing this, but I don't think it's a whale penis. I think it's a monster. Mm. She lives in the tunnels underground. Yeah, I'm sticking to the whale penis theory. All sea monsters are penises. No, no. Nessie is not a penis. (laughs) We get that put on a (laughs) t-shirt. We would make millions. In Hot Topics and Spencer's everywhere. God, we're geniuses. Let's do it. (laughs) Poor Nessie calling her a penis. I mean, if the shoe fits. Now you're going to get haunted by a sea monster. (laughs) A lock monster. Or a disembodied penis. Nope. (laughs) That's worse. You know what? You Good luck with your penis haunting. Yeah, well, what can I say? Maybe that's why I'm sick. I wonder if I insulted the ghost of Typhoid Mary. I don't know if you could, like, make her angrier than she already is, right? Well, she wasn't necessarily angry. She was just stupid. And vengeful. Oh, I see. I should probably stop calling her stupid. Damn. Yeah. I swear, if I go to the doctor and find out I have typhoid. You're just getting haunted by everything. Let's, Let's go to the Vatican and see if we can get you an exorcism. I think they mostly do that kind of under the table now. I don't know. There's some places that are big on it still. Yep. I'm sure we can find you someone. Italy still has them in some places. It might not entirely be with the church, but I'm sure we can find you somebody. Probably on a budget too. Sweet budget exorcism. Dollar store holy water. Could you, that, I mean, that's good content right there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be haunted by Jesus now. Oh. Does Jesus haunt people? I want. I feel like yes. So should we dive into this week's topic? What is the topic? This week's topic is how do you cope with going back to to real life after a vacation you cry oh so much crying you want me to do what work why have to interact with people no thank you so it's a topic that comes up in travel groups fairly often where people have come back from a super relaxing vacation or just a life-changing experience and then you go back to your real life and it just kind of pales in comparison and how do you adjust to back to real life and because the reaction to going back to real life can range from oh I don't want to to like a full-on depression like it can be very challenging to go back to the monotony of real life and so we decided to come together and think of ways that you can uh, i don't know things you can do to help yourself adapt better adapt better or try and just move on from that phase quickly either or just skip it skip it just go right back on vacation hard pass yeah sounds kind of good sure are you funding this method not after that trip <laughs> so the first thing i have on the list is something to do actually before you go on vacation and that's make sure you clean your apartment your home whatever because there's nothing worse than coming back from vacation to a mess you're not going to want to be there it is not going to help you transition back into regular life if the first thing you see makes you sad so clean up make sure that when you come home you've got nice clean sheets to jump into bed and you've got food waiting for you because clean dishes clean dishes clean clothes it's so tiresome like you come home you're already exhausted and you look at something that's just more work so if you take care of it beforehand and you come home you have something nice and pleasant to come home to especially food make sure there's something i mean my go-to is like 
can we have tacos? When I get back, all I want is Mexican food. Because <laughs> I can eat cheese again. It's fine. I'm staying in for the rest of the night. Just want tacos. Yeah. Um. Another good one is getting yourself back into your normal routine at home. So if you come back in the afternoon, even though it's been an international trip and you've been up for way too long, try and stay up to about bedtime. It might be a little bit of an early bedtime, but, you know, sleep at your right times. Make sure that you're eating at the right times. So probably once, you know, you get to your desired food. Um. And a wise person once said... <laughs> Twice. When you get home, toss your stuff in the washing machine so then you're unpacked and it gets cleaned and then you're good to go. Gosh. Damn, that lady's smart. That lady's smart but has a terrible memory. No, it's just, it's just, it's a one and done. Come to the door, go to the washing machine, dump everything in, give it a bath. You're unpacked. Majority of your stuff is unpacked because it's all getting washed. I'm just. Because it's nasty. When you say give it a bath, I'm picturing you like putting your suitcase in a bathtub, filling the tub up, throwing in a bath bomb, lighting some candles. No, I do not draw a bath for my backpack like that. The contents of my backpack gets washed, but um, the backpack cleansing itself usually doesn't happen until later. <laughs> but then everything's done. I'm unpacked. Like the majority of it's unpacked. It's just like the little things that I kind of have to deal with, but that can wait longer. Mm-hmm. And then I have clean clothes again. Fair enough. It's just deal with it now. Yeah. So then your backpack doesn't get like stinkier than it already is. Yeah. And on the topic of getting back to your routine, that would be a place where time shifter that app we talked about last week would come in handy because it not only gets you ready for the time zone that you will be in but it gets you ready to be back in your regular time zone except it wanted me to try and stay up longer and i just i couldn't i think i was a couple hours earlier than what it said like go to bed at this time i went to bed a couple hours earlier because i just i couldn't couldn't make it well i think realistically it's going to be a challenge for most people to follow it verbatim but it gives you a good idea and you can push for it you might not achieve their exact schedule but it's a good framework i was yeah stayed up as late as i could well you can only do so much still pretty early (laughs) yeah but I i was pretty proud of me so the next item on the list is potentially a little hallmark, hallmarky sounding, but it is something that is recommended by psychologists, allegedly, and that is to remind yourself of how lucky you are to have traveled. So you've come off a vacation high, you're hitting a little low point because you wish you were back out there doing something, and it's really easy to lose sight of the fact that you're lucky to have gotten to do it in the first place. It's not something that everybody can do, uh, and you know it's sort of a count your blessings type thing. Yeah, it's a little schmaltzy, but I think there's a kernel of chicken soup for the traveler's soul. (laughs) But there is an element of truth to that. Missed opportunity for podcast name. Oh, gross. No, get out. You're fired. No, I'm pretty sure we'd get sued. That's probably a book. It's probably a book. Let's look. God, what happened to those books? I want to find angel stories about travel. Um, oh gosh, I googled chicken soup books, and the top hit was a top ramen hoodie. <gasps> I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. A ramen hoodie? I mean, I might consider it. You've got a Kindle, right? Yes. Okay, good. I got I got this for you. Yeah, no, chicken soup for the traveler's soul is totally a thing, but it looks like it's only for the Kindle. There is no uh, paper offer on Amazon. So yeah, it's a thing. We'd get sued. <laughs> but essentially, the idea is be glad it happened. Don't be sad it's over. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that can be taken for granted very easily. The fact that you are okay with flying, you could afford going, you are allowed into that other country. Yeah. That's... 
kind of a big deal. You have a passport that allows you to travel. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. With many things in life, it's very easy to lose perspective on those things. So while it is a little Hallmark movie, like it, it's something that's worth keeping in mind. Agreed, definitely. Thanks, universe. But it also goes both ways. If you had a really crappy vacation and a lot of things went wrong. You traveled with Sarah, who's haunted by a doll, a Loch Ness monster, and Typhoid Mary. Did I get all of them? Oh yeah, you got all of them that we know of. Okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you were saying, even if you had a crappy adventure. Even if you had a crappy adventure, you had an adventure. And not everybody can say that they've had true adventures quite like getting stuck in a foreign city because the train people don't know how to get you to where you want to go. That's a callback to what we talked about in a previous episode. Also, way to give it the happy ending, the Hallmark ending of like, in the end, it was all okay. And they learned a great lesson about friendship and patience. Santa delivered this presence to the city they were in because he knows where you are no matter what. Christmas wasn't ruined. See, exactly. God, I don't even watch the Hallmark movies. I don't, but in the last few years, I've watched like the crazy obnoxious Christmas movies because they get like they were schmaltzy and dumb when we were young, but now they're schmaltzy and campy. Like they're intentionally pure camp and that is kind of fun to watch. Like Hallmark movies are like the old Christmas movies. Hallmark Christmas movies. I don't watch those. I didn't. And then I watched The Christmas Prince and I was like, holy (sighs) shit, this is bonkers stupid. I'm going to watch the next one too. (laughs) And five hours later, there went the rest of your day. Basically, I think I, I do not watch Christmas movies. There isn't a single one that I like until I discovered the Hallmark ones. I was like, oh guys, this shit is stupid. I'm going to watch eight of them this year. I'm so judging right now. Like I'll fall down the rabbit hole about like watching like, you know, the continuations of like horror movies where they just get worse and worse. The original is good, but everything else after is bad. And I'll spend my afternoon like that, but I can't, I can't. Hallmark, Christmas movies. I'm very selective of which Christmas movies I'll actually watch. It's a small handful. Uh, Melinda, this year, the Prince of Monrovia is going to have a baby. There's going to be a Christmas Prince baby. They're the dumbest movies. I can't get over how dumb they are, and I love it. (sighs) You can't convince me. It's like they took the Princess Diaries, stripped out the character, like, just everyone is now a blank canvas, and they only talk in stock quotes that an AI could write. It's basically an AI-written movie. Monkeys. Monkeys wrote these. Basically, it's like no human would string together these words, and yet they're coming out of these people's mouth mouths as if it's normal. Yeah. No, I'm kind of I'm kind of good on the holiday season after Halloween ends. Like, I'm kind of over it. I like Thanksgiving because there's lots of food, and it's more food and togetherness focused, but I'm not a big Christmas person. Gosh, there was also the one where two princesses swap or i guess oh gosh they're also awful truly they take a movie cliche that everybody knows and then they're like okay but let's make it red and white and pretend it's christmasy yeah that'll do it it's a christmas movie now but also it's probably still written by ai ai should really write everything they're so good how did we go from being grateful about travel to just talking about hallmark christmas movies because we're grateful for hallmark christmas movies hello i could do without those it's cool 
I'm grateful for travel. Don't need the movies. Oh, man. You know how when you're on planes, you're more likely to cry at movies? Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Why? Something to do with the air pressure. Tell me more. But, like, it's a thing. Movies that would not ordinarily make you cry may make you cry on an airplane. Why is it different? Is it because you're so deprived and in tuna can? I don't know. Something to that effect. Gosh, what movie was I watching that made me tear up? And I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? That makes me feel so much better because I've had those moments on a plane of like why am i getting sad over this oh i know what it was oh but i can't say what scene it was because it's like the climax of the movie but i nearly cried while watching what movie was it at least captain fantastic captain fantastic is that what it's called the vigo mortensen movie that came out maybe five six years ago Ew. but there's a scene doesn't ring a bell where they're all singing together in an airport bathroom and i'm sitting there going oh oh gosh nobody look at me nobody look at me <laughs> But yeah, weeping like a baby, and I do not cry at movies. Yeah, me neither. And there's some that made me like very emotional. I'm like, I'm I'm done watching this movie now. Maybe I'll finish this elsewhere. Like, I'm pretty sure one of the early Avengers movies almost made me cry. I was like, I don't even like these movies. Why am I crying? Okay, I'm gonna have to look more into this because I am so curious why this is a thing. I think I've heard science says scientists say they can debunk it and that it's not actually true, but it's totally true. I have absolutely cried at movies that. That have no actual emotion to them. Sorry, my cat was being a poop. Yeah, they do that sometimes. Not taking a poop, being a poop. No, I know. I heard you the first time. Okay, I just want to make sure. Did Birdie just talk back because she could hear Jer? No, you have headphones. No, she's talking back because I pet her. Oh, well, my cat noised and then Birdie noised. Thought they were communicating. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. He already has a cranky girlfriend and she's closer to his age. You know what? Maybe Birdie just likes younger men. She's a bit of a cougar. I'm, cranky bitch is probably more accurate but so is Allie, so. Could be. I saw a black and white kitty on the bus today. Did you pet it? No, it was in a case going to the hospital. Ooh, maybe, maybe don't pet it. Yeah, probably not. All right. Anyways, being grateful for travel. Should all take a moment. Appreciate that we got to go. Mm-hmm. And then after you appreciate that you got to go, you know what? That makes a good time for planning your next trip. Nothing cures the post-travel blues than, you know, pinning new things for new places that you're going to go to <laughs> coming up soon. I'm so guilty of this. Like two, the next day or so after I got home from our last trip, Mike and I started planning our upcoming vacation. Mm -hmm. But then the only thing is like, I just don't want to sit on a plane again. (laughs) Yeah, but your next trip is much closer. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be much closer. But but like... I still just, like, don't want to be in a plane. I'm, I'm over that now. I'm ready to go. But, you know, immediately planning it after being stuck on planes for so long the day before, it's like, I can't plane. <laughs> don't make me sit in it again. Unless I have the whole row to myself because that was amazing. Yeah, having a full row is just one of the best things in life. Or if it's, you know, a three-seat row and it's just you and who you're actually chosen to travel with, mm-hmm. that's not a bad deal either. little more sprawl room but whole row so yeah throw yourself into your next trip maybe make yourself a budget so you know how you know what you need to do to save money to make it happen that always makes me feel most comforted is i have a plan this is how i'm going to execute it and if i stick to this that is how i get myself to my next trip and that was more important when i was making bare minimum wage but budgeting is still important no matter how much you make and i let's be clear here i don't make i don't make that much more than minimum wage anyway but 
but she's lying she makes millions it's true i am daily i am a billionaire uh so no i'm not please don't contact me about daily millions millions a day i make more than bill gates (laughs) move aside jeff bezos but if you can see your way between the presence the presence the present Ooh, presence i'm not giving you a million dollars a day stop i get presents where's my penguin if you can see the path between the present day and your trip in the future i think there's some comfort in that at least for me personally so give that a go start planning what you want to do and plan a way to get there yes because then you won't dwell on like the oh wasn't that nice you can start focusing on what you need to do to get you where you're gonna go next yep and if you start looking at like prices of things it's you know it's not gonna hurt it's just gonna get you a better idea of where you need to be to get yourself there yep give yourself an action plan yeah and it's fun I mean, even if you end up changing your mind when it times when time comes to book things, if you build up a wealth of ideas of places that you want to go, then you'll have your next few trips planned out potentially. Yep. Or give you an idea of uh, what parts of the world you want to see and experience. Yep, exactly. So the last item on our list is share your experiences with others. So tell people what you saw, what you liked, what you didn't like, like share that, pass that on and inspire other people to travel as well. But when you do it, make sure you share it with people who want to listen. This is really key because they're don't invite everybody over and show them slides and talk for two hours. I like the idea that you have one of those old carousel style slide projectors with like the onto the next slide. Of course, don't you? Oh, who doesn't? But the point I'm trying to make here is that there are certainly people, maybe you know lots of them, maybe you know a few of them, who do not care in the slightest. Maybe travel is not their thing. Maybe for whatever reason, they just don't care. And that is fine. There are certainly probably, well, there are probably people in your life who are interested. Share with those people. Share on travel forums where it's a community of people who care. But it can be really disheartening if you have a really exciting story that you think is going to be great and you tell it to someone and they just kind of go, yeah, okay. That's nice. Like, I think I learned the hard way after my first few trips on my own. Or I definitely learned after doing my exchange year. Like, you think this is life-changing and amazing and great, but it's only that to you. And there are people who you're going to bombard with. Well, when I was an exchange student, stories, and their brain just goes shut down and their eyes glaze over and you kind of... It's the weird reminiscing thing, like, when your parents do it. Oh, when I was in high school and you're like, I don't want to hear it. Times have changed. I don't care. It's kind of like that. It's that weird reminiscing thing. I think there's a lot of travel stories that yeah, kind of had to be there. And so... Like Presby Brian? <laughs> yes, exactly. Presby Brian. Super... Nobody else is thinking that's as amusing as we are. Nope, but it was super amusing to me. And that's the thing is, uh, this is a platform for telling travel stories. So presumably, if you're listening, you kind of get that. Hopefully you like it. Uh, but it, it's very different when you corner someone who does not care. And like, hey, listen to this amazing story. And you can tell immediately, like, their eyes are glazed over. They're not there anymore. And that's not going to help you feel better about your, like, travel blues. It's it's not going to help. So share it with people who are as equally excited about it. And that can take some trial and error to find that person, but find when them. When you do, it's, it's a special thing. Because then you can talk about trips, no matter how old or recent that they were. Mm-hmm. And learn things from each other about how things went, you know, and get you interest get you inspiration for somewhere new 
that they went to and they really enjoyed and saw all this cool shit that interests you. Doesn't have to be far, you know. One of my friends at work, they're big on going to national parks and I'm like, oh yeah, that would be really cool to like try and go see all the national parks here. I should get on that. Yeah, and when you find a person in your life who's interested in listening to these stories, make sure it's a two-way street. Listen to their stories as well because a one-sided relationship, I liken it to Tom Riddle's diary. You're pouring your stories into it and they're just kind of there to absorb it. Like, have a conversation. Don't make them your living diary. Or don't listen to talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Listen to listen and not just the talk. Yep. T-Way Street. But yeah, listen to what they went through and share what you went through and not just listen to wait to when you can share your story. Yep. Because if they're talking travel with you, it's because, you know, it's something that's interests them and they know that you've got on travels. So learn from each other, damn it. Sharing is caring. Share your stories, hear theirs, and, you know, learn from each other. Get inspired by each other. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's a comprehensive list of ways to deal with post-travel blues. And if your post-travel blues are more extreme than just blues, then these may not help you and you might need other additional steps that we cannot provide as non-licensed healthcare professionals. But if you need extra steps, that's totally fine too. Yeah. I'm gonna guess a little normal too. So, yeah, absolutely. don't be ashamed. Absolutely. Absolutely normal. So if it is something that you cannot cope with on your own, get the additional help because it's important. Take care of yourself. It is. Not only is you know, vacation is supposed to be some self-care time, but you know, making sure you're good when you're back is also important too. Yeah, the self-care doesn't have to end there. Take care of yourself when you get back. Now, obviously, this is not necessarily a topic that we are experts in, but we know for certain if you need help because you aren't transitioning back and it is, it's difficult to cope, then reach out for someone and get the additional help to pull yourself through. You do you and do what you need to do. Yep. It's all good. But if you also have fun tips or good tips that have helped you for coping after, you know, your vacation blues and getting back in the swing of normal life, drop us a line. We always like to hear your thoughts and opinions on these sort of things too. Yep, agreed. Send us an email. We like hearing from you. It's fun. It is fun. But yeah, do we have a another tip of the week? We do. Or a specific tip. So on the topic of getting yourself back on track after vacation, so you've unpacked all your stuff. Uh, that is the opportune moment to look at what you packed and ask yourself, what did I pack that was useful? What did I pack that I never touched? Because ultimately there somehow is always one one or two things that you just don't touch. You thought you were going to need it, but you don't. You never found a reason to use it. If you take that time to consider what was and was not useful, then you can pack even better for your next trip. Maybe that means you t- pull out your packing list and you just make some notes on it and you shove it back in your bag for next time. Maybe you just take a mental list of like an inventory of what you used. Um, or maybe you think, God, you know what I really could have used that I didn't have. And if I had had it in this moment, it would have been great great. Make sure you note that. You don't have to write it down. It doesn't have to be a formal thing, but just keep it in the back of your mind for next time. Or if your next trip is a really long time off, maybe do write it down and put the note in your suitcase for next time. So that way you are continually getting better and more efficient at what you do. Ooh, I like that. That's smart. Because there's always something where it's like, well, I didn't actually need that. Or, oh, that 
came in handy Mm -hmm. having those extra pairs of socks. Yeah, exactly. Like on this last trip, I had little containers of um, soap that had like loops on the end of them so you could hook them all together. But I never had anything to hook them all together so I could just pull them out of my bag at once. And so I picked up some like not carabiners, they're S-beaners. So they're carabiners with two openings on them. And I hooked on... They got two little flappy flaps. Yeah, two little flappy flaps. And they come in a bunch of little sizes, but I got the little itty bitty ones. And I have a trip coming up next week. And I like it was a moment of the skies parted and I had a huge epiphany. Hey, you have two types of toiletries. One that you take in the shower, one that you keep on the sink, like for your face and your toothpaste and all of that. What if you hook the shower ones onto one carabiner, the sink ones onto another, and you just pull out the one you need and you grab them all at once and there's no, oh crap, I left my conditioner on the counter. You're like, ah, smart. I feel so genius. You had an aha moment. Take on me. Is that aha? Yes, but your me was not as high as it should have gone. Yeah, I can't do that. My voice does not work I that freaking way. love that song. He did that before there was all like the meddling <laughs> in vocals and whatnot. Let's just, let's just appreciate that for a moment too. But yeah, so... Now I've got two little itty bitty carabiners. My toiletries are all hooked up and ready to go. And now on my next trip, I will be so much more efficient and stop leaving my stupid conditioner in the toiletry bag. So yeah, that's my tip. Do a postmortem after your vacation and just keep it all in mind or write it down, leave a note for yourself for next time. Then you pack efficiently and might have an easier time making your weight limit or making sure that really crucial jacket Mm -hmm. fits in the bag. So super smart. I digs it. So yeah, I think that's it for this week. So don't forget having some post-vacation blues are totally okay. And it's an adventure. And when you get home, give your dog some hugs because he will be angry with you. It's been two weeks. Let's just pretend it's because he's angry with me. That's why he's barking. Oh, okay. I mean, I had a cranky cat when I came home. He's all happy to see me at first, but then he's going to be a little standoffish. And then he's going to come back and want more love. <laughs> oh, pets. That can also be part of your back home transition process. Just get some puppy cuddles. Do they have to be puppy? I don't have one of those. They can also be kitty cuddles. It has a better ring to it, but I get more puppy cuddles. So that's what I default to. The cat doesn't care as much. No. He's like, I'm 17. I don't need to display my affection. You know I love you. We're done. I've seen you for 17 years. We cool. <laughs> yeah. Join us next time for more travel-related topics and uh, ridiculous news stories. Loch Ness Monster is an eel. But also whale penises. Okay, bye! Nope. Bye! (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to c2unknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!